You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. I watched Picard, the last episode. I finally did it. First off, I am so proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I know it was a struggle. I know you were like, <laughs> but if I watch it, then in some way that means that it's over and I'm done and, and then he's gone. And no, thank you. Good job. I'm proud yeah. of you. Yeah. Yeah. And I also knew that it was going to be a tearjerker. I had that gut feeling. And so I had to wait until there were no children in the house. And Dave was off doing something because I don't cry in front of people. And I knew I was going to be crying with this one. And I did. I like cried like a ugly little baby. So you didn't want to ugly cry in front of the family. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to hear y'all's thoughts about it. I have thoughts, but I want to hear y'all's. Oh, man. Um, bear with me. And the reason why is because um, selfless, sh- uh, shameless self-promoter my, uh, as I am, um, I wrote an article about it. So let me grab it because I have the exact words that I felt when I saw it. <laughs> um, nice. Well, while but, you're grabbing it, I'll I'll yeah. fill in because um, I don't have I don't have too much to say um, on it. I'm uh, a. I mean, congrats on finishing it. The timing is is great for you since it, it's not too far away till we're getting uh, uh, the continuation of of where this is all going. Um, I. Overall enjoyed the first season, the finale. I thought the finale for me felt like that's where the show could have began. I could have almost done without most of the season. Maybe just like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was a lot of it felt slow going to me until it got to towards the end of things. And then like the finale is great. Um, and, and one of my biggest issues that I had with just Jean-Luc is that something about him, I just felt like he was very much almost like a Magoo-esque version of himself, a Mr. Magoo-type <laughs> character through a lot of, of this, this season. Um, but I feel like it finally got somewhere in the latter half of things. And and, and yeah, and the finale um, was just excellent fire for, for so many things to come. Fantastic. Magoo. I don't think I can think of him now as anything other than that, a Magoo Captain, of himself. Captain Jean-Luc Magoo. <laughs> I, um, so holistically, the whole season, I loved it. Um, a lot happened. They, they crammed a lot into this series, but my biggest issue with it, first off, th- let me give the good first, okay? What they did for Data, they did Data right. Because the fact that, the fact that they gave him a, a proper ending and they gave him a human ending because what was his goal to be human and they let him they let him die mm-hmm. instead of keeping him alive essentially like on um on like artificial life support like they, they basically let him have a respectful end because nemesis as much as i love all star trek star trek nemesis did not do him right and like that movie was not good and, like, the whole dialogue between him and Picard was magnificent. The fact that he said to him that they said to each other that they loved each other. Like, oh, man, just gut punch. And, like, I ugly cried at that. And, like, because Data's my favorite. And, like, it was just absolutely wonderful. Um, however, 
<laughs> Jean-Luc Picard dies. Allegedly. And then wakes up. Oh, look at me. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm a robot. I'm a robot. The, the golem that Dr. Soon made for himself, he instead gave to Picard. So, as Data was fond of saying, he is an android. Though apparently a very human one that will expire. It isn't augmented in any way. But the final real goodbye happens now as Data asks Picard... Uh, to end his brain simulation, basically euthanizing him. Uh, Data believes humanity and life is meaning pre uh, precisely because it can end. Of course, the song playing at the, as this happens is Data's favorite, Blue Skies. I'm reading this from my article. Um, it was a great way to end season one, but like it, it really, it was a really, really weird, we're going to use another uh, Mac word. Instead of Magoo, it's going to be MacGuffin. Um, mm. his, his disease that he had I can't remember what the disease was called, the brain disorder, right? Mm -hmm. why, why create that brain disorder if you're just going to have him die and then turn around and putting him in, in a robot body? Like, you literally just, you didn't have to have him die. It, I, I felt that it cheapened that ending. I felt that you end up, like, having him die, not for nothing, but kind of for nothing and it just it felt really really cheap and i didn't like that that that's where they went with it because it was more like hey you know what we need to do we need to have a, a scene where all the actors cry i feel like all it was like it was like <laughs> written in their contract they're like i'm not doing this shit unless you let me cry on screen and they're like all right well we'll kill kill picard you can't kill picard the show's called picard yeah we'll, we'll bring him back he'll be a robot or something i don't i don't know it just it really felt cheap and it really irked me but not so much that I'm like, well, screw this series. It was just like, eh, this could have been better. But I, I don't know. Like there was, so, there was too much good in this series for me to be like, just completely brush it away. But man, that robot crap, ugh, that Android thing, like, oh, but you're an Android, but you're not really an Android. You're actually going to die eventually. It was like, no, but. But they well, kind had... of, didn't they kind of like, hint to that all along. I mean, the whole show was about robots. Yeah, um, I, that's a good point. Maybe I just didn't, I didn't see that. I was too busy nerding, <laughs> nerding out because we got to see um, Troy and Riker have like this like perfect marriage and they were just adorable. And like poor Riker though, man, <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but like seeing him act the way he did around their daughter because they lost their son like that was so expertly acted. He was so yeah. much bigger and more gregarious than the Riker that we knew from the series and from the movies, because yeah. you can tell that the trauma of losing their son, Tad was just like, the weight was just unbearable for him. And like, whew, Lord. See, I think, I think this is a part of where there was this sort of like riff in the writing that you had these, you had these family, generational elements you had these elements about what you know well what is life because it was this kind of just again this 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 odd feeling to begin with of suddenly we're back with john luke but like but it's but it's not the world we know you know with john luke in and and we very much saw him in a world that he didn't know for a lot of reasons um and and i also like again with for, for me feeling that there was just so much of this unloaded on the sec the latter part of things that that made sense to me I think you're right, Mike, that there could have been like I, I and I also think you're right as well, Mariah, that I think I think it could have been something that didn't necessarily mean Jean-Luc had to die, but it could have been something that showed, you know, he was 
potentially going to die. And there could have been this sort of transfer sooner in the season, written into the season that showed him no longer being the man he was. I think like I think that could have been done sooner to not not be like he said this kind of like overly overly sappy thing that that felt a little shoehorned in yeah mm. yeah i think they used it as a sense of urgency and he could have could have just used the the rest of the story as a sense of urgency i don't think you needed to play on the the illness so much yeah i also feel that um let me since i basically crapped on the ending um <laughs> One of the I said there was so much good about this show. This show dealt with trauma in a way that Star Trek has never dealt with trauma before. Mm. And it was outstanding. Discovery peaked at it a little bit in uh, it was season one. Yeah, season one with Ash Tyler when he starts having PTSD flashbacks when they're on that Klingon ship and he freezes and like just doesn't know what to do with himself. Now granted we find out later that he's actually a Klingon Vogue, it's a whole thing, but like in that moment, I was like, this is the first time we see that like all this heroic stuff that all these like Enterprise and Discovery crews deal with is actually really traumatic. And like these people are human, regardless of how far into the future they are, they still have human emotions and trauma doesn't just go away because you have a phaser. And like, we saw that, we saw that with Rios, like Rios, it, it has needed some therapy for sure. Same thing with Rafi. Rafi needs therapy too. Oh my and, gosh, Rafi was amazing. <laughs> yes. And they were such well-rounded characters. Yeah. Yes. And like, yeah. like Hugh, for instance, Hugh was a, an incredibly well-rounded character. We got to see the, the made of, uh, of platinum Jean-Luc Picard crumble because of a panic attack in a Borg ship. That that's that's bold. That is some bold writing, and I will give the writers credit for that because, like, think about him from before. He cried like once or twice in the entire series. Once was after the Borg uh, had assimilated him, and he's with his brother, and he's talking about how he wasn't strong enough. Which is like, yes, okay, he's got emotion, but that's also some real misogyny there too, where it's like men have to be strong and they have to be able to defeat everything that hits them. Like, this has grown, and this is what I love about these about New Trek is that it's it's grown with us. And it's showing us that, like, these these coping mechanisms that we had were not healthy before. And, like, it's okay to hug people. It's okay to be like, I can't function. I need to go lay down like Rafi did. And then Rios came and saw her. Like, I mean, that's, that's amazing that they're showing people that, like, in all these strange times, love and compassion is the key to helping others. Yes. Yes to all of that. And... While it was weird to have Picard die and come back as a cyborg, um, I was super, I don't know what's the word, gratified to see him as Picard making the, the, the supreme moral choice and succeeding in it when he's showing self-sacrifice at the very end, almost as a chess move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, another aspect that I really enjoyed, too, is that we saw I'm trying to think of the right word for for his personality uh, quirk that he has where um, 
he always has to be right and he always has to be morally correct and he's always taking the high road. He did this a lot whenever he would have his speeches. Like Is that I, what pretentious? I, like I pretentiousness? <laughs> no, I mean I feel like he, I feel like he earned I feel like he earned Is it. Is Picard though. pretentious? Well, Is that uh, what we're saying? I mean, this was this was a part of where and and I think it also had to do with maybe like the timing of just sitting and watching Picard when I did that that as much as I wanted to be like from the get go, like Jean Luc, let's see what's gonna happen. There were so many moments, particularly in like the first two, three episodes, that it's like, Jean Luc, you seem like an old privileged man who's not understanding <laughs> that you can't just get what you want. Like, yeah. stop, stop yeah. being so stubbornly old, white, and privileged, please, Jean Luc. Oh. Like, I don't want this from you. <laughs> when Rafi called him humorous. out, when Rafi yes. called him out, and she goes, "Oh, that was a nice speech with you sitting in your friggin' <laughs> estate in France." With your winery and your books like, in the background. On, like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, his line of, I let perfect get in the way of good. I was like, damn. When does he say that? I mean, it was so long since I've seen the first, you know. Because I saw. It was, it was well into the series at that point. Because, like, yeah, he, was, he, was, he was basically talking about, like, when he left Starfleet. Because of things weren't going his way. And mm-hmm. he kind of he threw his fit. And like he was, he was explaining that he was wrong. He was like, "I let perfect get in the way of good," saying that he should have never left. And like the, the damage that he did because of his own sheer fucking hubris, which mm-hmm. is one of the greatest lines of that series. Like, I love that admiral, by the way. I want it on a coffee mug, and maybe I'll take it into work. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding! Sheer fucking hubris. Like, it's beautiful. I just, I just love how he just walks in there and is like, "I need a ship." And I I, it crew. was just like, oh my, come on, man, John. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just sitting there of like, put him in his place, woman, please, please. Like, she, he doesn't deserve this did. right now. She enjoyed every minute of that too. You can you can tell that she's been like, I've been wanting to tell this some bitch <laughs> off for for decades. His smug butt sitting on that carpeted bridge of the Enterprise. I can't wait to tell him. Like. <laughs> I think it's a part of what had me so conflicted, which I guess ultimately is a really good thing because it was just like, this isn't what I want to see this guy doing right now. Come on. So, yeah, that was great. I'm looking forward to more. Well, listeners, this has been our cold open. We've been chatting about Picard and stay tuned for Trek Talk. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!